Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. Um, we have a new show, which means there's probably going to be some hiccups and stuff. But uh, graciously here as our guest today is, hey, it's Vadim. And so, uh, hey, look, it's Vadim. Hi, thanks for being here. Uh, you're, you're welcome. It's, hey, it's me. Um, and, and thank you for having me. How you doing? Uh, doing all right. Thanks for being here. Uh, I know it's probably okay. by the time this goes up old news, but congratulations on a hundred thousand subscribers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I'm psyched. Uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> been a long time coming, but, um, the one, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, cause you tweeted about it, but I have a recent video for those of who don't know me. I, I have a channel called Hey, it's Vadim. And I did a video on Lauren Southern. And because the subject matter is kind of harsh, it's about Christchurch and things like hate group. It's basically about the absolute scum of the earth. <laughs> Good fun and, stuff, uh, you know? What? Yeah. And so my point is, is that that video got buried. So I got like a nice influx of subscribers. And then, um, so because because the the video's just been buried by the algorithm so go check it out because it's among i i think it's my favorite video that i've done it's anyway it's I'm it just, is i'm just babbling and babbling right off the bat <laughs> so rude of me no it's that's okay uh i agree it is a very good video um i also really enjoyed the ones uh thoroughly taking down tim pool those are very entertaining and um i i will come come back to those um as we talk more about youtube and how you came to have this channel but i kind of want to start at the beginning of that journey like how how do you like how did you start on youtube and then become the like leftist internet cat dad of the internet um that's a good question um i don't know how familiar you are with the sort of um like journey of my channel that sounds really pretentious <laughs> but um you know i i only i i basically rebranded the channel even though that i was going by the name hey it's vadim within my videos for a while i used to have the very same channel used to be called creationist cat and okay. and the channel was I mean, I, I, I loved Creationist Cat. I did it for years and I loved the character, but it was dated in a few ways because it started out as like an atheist channel and I used to call it a skeptic channel, but unfortunately, and I'm probably going to make a video about all of this that kind of chronicles my, like the several years that I was not not just doing creationist cat, but I mean, like it's no secret, the fucking um, atheist scene, both online, offline, especially online, and those who call them skeptics, all of that shit went down the toilet. Um, I mean, especially the so-called skeptics, but definitely as well these the uh, the the whatchamacallit um atheist scene to the point where a lot of people don't even realize that at one point it was all right like it wasn't it when when i joined it 
uh, like I, I actually, to tell you the truth, part of it was because I've always liked doing politically minded videos and the character was this it was an actual talking cat that that, that had kind of a voice like this this is Chris this cat right here he's an idiot he was, he was sort of like a cross between Homer Simpson and say Stephen Colbert in the era of the Colbert report right. you know um just just an idiot who was always like kind of sure that he was right and 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 he he was zapped by god through the internet um a, a lot of it just <laughs> although it's 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 awesome it's a little dated and um and and so yeah over the course of doing that the whole scene actually kind of quickly started getting more and more toxic and I did not like it but I entered like I started making those videos because at the time and I guess I'm more left-wing now than I was then I did think like you know I like political humor and I kind of like kind of um getting in political messages through my work I've I've always wanted to kind of bring people to the left even though that i would say again like you know my, my politics have gotten more left over time and so i thought this is a good vehicle this is a good way to kind of do that and you know i there are videos where i explore uh, you know things like like uh, abortion and um you know i mean of course a lot of it was through the lens of of religiosity but you know i i still do think that that religion has like a big kind of like thumb over humanity i've never had like a problem with 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 those who um you know like really my only problem are fundamentalists and and anyone who's trying to dictate their religion through law that's like like i have right. other than that like i'm not i it's just I get a yeah. little, uh, I get, I get, honestly, I get a little self-conscious when I talk about it because I think there's a lot of presumptions that people have about atheists, online atheists, because for good reason, there's just Be Because so of what many... it was like back then. Yeah. And what it's like now to an extent, I mean, like, I suppose maybe it's starting to get better, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, there, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the scene that are perfectly great, but it's just not something that I want to have much to do with these days, even though I'm, I'm very much an atheist. Um, just because, I don't know, maybe some of it is just bad experiences. I mean, I, I kind I, of... I, 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 I know what you mean, because like I've I've had a similar kind of experience especially in my teen years when unfortunately a lot of like the atheism of the time was also about you know targeting islam because of the various mm -hmm. wars on terror that were happening in the middle east and so oh, wow. I, I remember learning about like yeah. oh richard dawkins and uh christopher hitchens and i think sam harris even like came upon my radar when i was a teenager but as i got older more mature and just seeing how like pretentious and toxic these people were it's like man i like, yeah, I agree, religion, not great, but how you're going about it just ain't for me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I will say, um, you know, you mentioned kind of the kind of way ways in which they discussed Islam and that very quickly, like, th th there was a certain point when, when they first came around 
they were more centered on Christianity's effects on, um, you know, kind of Europe and and America, which I think is 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 productive because that's far more entrenched in our society. I mean, like like we're we're not in any way uh, in a system that has, um, you know, kind of. Eh, Islam has has no real kind of like uh, how how could you say um, control over our our daily lives? You know, living in a Western nation for for, for the most part, it really doesn't. And let, yeah, what? I've I've pointed this out before. Is conservatives have a more real and present impact on my daily lived experience than like. Muslims and Sharia law ever do or ever will just because of the nature of the country that I live in. It's a settler state. So like just, just seeing that kind of like, yeah, sure. I take issue with aspects of Islam just as I take issue with aspects of uh, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism. Like, yeah, I I have issues with these things, but I also don't fundamentally disagree with that as part of someone's history, family, tradition, culture. It helps give them a sense of purpose it encourages them to do good acts the problem is when they want to mandate things or you know shout at people who are getting abortions like it's like okay whoa hold on now you know what i mean sure sure i 100 percent agree with you and it's like i have i have friends of practically every religion i mean very good friends who who um you know are religious to varying degrees who i would say are 10 times smarter than you know uh, a great deal of atheists that i've come across and uh so 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 there's this perception that people have of atheists just kind of being like lame and overly judgmental so over time i kind of started um like just making my videos i mean like probably by around 2016, 2017, I was not infusing um, religious topics into my videos. Okay. And also just like there, there were aspects of the character that were kind of inherently tied to atheist. I made it kind of like as atheist free as I could again, because just like like what you were saying about uh, about uh, about Islam and whatnot, like I mean, it's just one example of many in the ways that they could be incredibly toxic. And I remember, like, when the discussion kind of shifted to Islam, it just like that was one of the indicators. Like, oh, I don't like where this is going. Right. Um, I think the first thing was I don't know if you remember this, but there was this mosque that was built um, near Ground Zero in New York City. Yeah. And and um, and it's like, you know, this this was like a pretty moderate, like there, there was nothing um, kind of like radical about, about this particular group. Um, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, like it should be the type of Islam that atheists would want to foster. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, and, it's, but, but, it's, but yeah. I, I guess in that sense, it's like um, the kind that 
people would be a little more understanding or sympathetic to in the West, considered the like combination of Orientalism and weird imperial, like civilization sure. imperialism and the whole, oh, the Crusades, Deus Volt and all that. Well, like, I mean, I just, I just think like, like these were secularists, you know, like they, I, I think that we should be in general, like, um allies to those who are sec secular religious people because uh, you know then the, they they understand that it's not anyone's place to kind of interfere with our laws with 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 religion but my my point is i'll just kind of you know because there's no need to kind of talk about this for too long but um that was one of that might have been the first thing that kind of spark started sparking the debate about Islam within the atheist community. And there's just all these people just like up in arms about it. Like, oh my God, there, there will not be a mosque near ground zero. And it was just funny because you had all these, these, these atheists kind of talking about Islam and in kind of close to the same way that, I don't know, um, that like a conservative right-winger would. And yeah. Um, yeah, so my point is, is just, I'll, I'll wrap this, this up. I um, eventually, even though that I love doing the character and um, maybe I'll bring him back to some, at some point or do a video on, so, hey, what, what was creationist cat and whatnot? Um, I, I decided that both because I'd been doing it for so long, I wanted to do something new. Those are the main reasons. I like kind of challenging myself artistically. And I started realizing that um, I, I was incorporating myself into the videos and I was enjoying kind of just kind of speaking more from my point of view rather than speaking through a character. Right. And um, at the time I was kind of, doing these videos where at first CC was all alone. Then I was incorporated into the videos and I was kind of like his idiot human slave. Um, <laughs> but then- Oh, that'll um, be a fun video to check out later. Yeah. And then about, I mean, there, there's a bunch of them. There's probably more than my videos alone. And then it was about a year ago that I just rebranded and started doing videos as just myself and- Okay, so very much like a pandemic shift of, you know what, now's a good time to... Yeah, it wasn't sparked by the pandemic, and it started a little, I mean, I guess right around the time. It was just coincidental that it happened at oh, that okay. time. But, but yeah, that's, that's an, I've never made that connection before. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something to that that I haven't even analyzed, but... Uh, yeah, so I hope that explains it. I mean, there's, I've been doing videos for a while, so um, there, there's like a lot that I'm leaving out. But <laughs> no, sure. I, I, I know we only have a limited amount of um, time, but yeah. one of the things that that you mentioned that I would like to um, touch back on is you said you haven't always been as left as you are now. Yeah. So what what does your like? if you want to call it leftist or progressive journey look like, like, like were you originally an edgy teenager and then you're like, Oh, you know what? Yeah, Hang on. I, like, I, like what, I, what, 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 what does your story look like in terms of moving to the left? I mean, I always, politics were always somewhat important to me, but 
I, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't consider myself like, like, there's a lot of things that I feel like I can learn about. I don't consider myself some like, you know, wise um, authority on, you know, a, a lot of aspects of politics. But from a young age, um, you know, it's funny, I have, unfortunately, I come from a, fa a Republican family and not not a religious, you know, conservative family, but just most of my family just uh, like, like, and I've had, it's really weird because my mom is very open-minded in a lot of ways. And if you, if I ask her like, hey, well, what do you think about this topic? What do you think about this topic? She kind of agrees with left-wing uh, views, but interesting. But but she just—I don't know. That, that that's a whole can of worms. I used to kind of argue with her about it, and then one day, she just like my mom is is very kind of passive, but she she I guess she was a little agitated, and she said, "You know what, Vadim? I'm just th this is my team. This is what I've always done." and it's not going to change and that was really interesting to me like it's it's i i wish it wasn't that way my mom is actually not uh by any means a dumb person she's incredibly wise and smart in a lot of ways but some people have these like i don't know blinders on certain things so so yeah that's what i came from but from a very early age i kind of just realized like I don't know, like like when I was very young, I was born in like, you know, right, right, right in the Reagan era. And um, my, my, my family like loved Reagan. And so when I was very young and didn't know jack shit, I was just like, oh yeah, he seems cool. He seems like, you know, like- He's like uh, a grandpa. Like, exactly he's like a nice grandpa with 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 like really oddly dyed black hair um and i basically uh yeah i i kind of just started it, it was i don't know how to explain it but it, like i started having a feeling all that shit was off before i could explain it like there was something about the party that just felt insincere but anyhow um by the time Good i was in my for early... recognizing that when you were very young like kudos yeah i it just i don't know it there's i think it's it was more obvious then to to maybe kids than than it is now because i don't know there it, it it, it still is square this is still like they're still like just goobers for the most part um square is like a i i swear i'm not like 58 um <laughs> but uh you know they're they're i love nerds but they're like nerds in a bad way and the thing is is that there's that been kind of like this what's that uh, we should we should put that on a t-shirt nerds in a bad way yeah <laughs> totally sounds like a a band too um but yeah my point is, is just, you know, the, uh, to a certain degree, right-wingers have done this, like, optical rebranding. They're still about the same thing that they've always been, but, like, on the surface to some, 
like you know it, 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 it's a mixture of how you have some republicans who try and look like hipsters and shit and the whole like paul joseph watson saying conservatism is the new punk rock yeah my point I, is mm. yeah oh yeah it's all cringe it's uh, all cringe yeah. it's all it's 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 to, to me it honestly reminds me of that uh that meme of Steve Buscemi dresses as skater boy. It's like, how do you do fellow kids? It's like, absolutely get out of here with that. Come on. I think all I'm saying is, is that I think that had things been like that, then um, my radar would not have gone off so quickly. Um, But it's just like back then. And they, again, they still are, but back then it's just like all Republicans were just totally, tight wads in every single way and um they just they really stuck out and they were also more obvious like i i'll i'll say something that um you know is is kind of it's not really personal but it's 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 an odd thing within my life but i found out early in my life that my biological father that I had never known, I've never known him. And the man who my mom married, they divorced early, but I I knew him a bit and he's a really nice guy. I found out that this man was gay and my mom had purely just married him because she didn't want to have a child out of wedlock because I had old fashioned grandparents. And so gotcha. I, so like that's when yeah. you put the whole thing together and say, no, see yeah. here, the spectacle and, means it's legit now. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because so I knew from an early age that being gay was just fine. And, um, you know, and and I loved my dad, even though that I, you know, I, I even though that uh I don't know. I, I I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time with him within my life because he lived in another state and whatnot, but I talked to him every now and then and whatnot. I just thought he was a great guy. You um, at least had some kind of connection with him. Yeah. And, you know, in the early 90s, uh, where, you know, when, when I started, when I was very young and, and whatnot, um, just the the whole country or world was far more homophobic than it is now. I'm not saying that it's great now, but it was it's definitely better worse. than it was. Yeah, and 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 you had people on the left who were homophobic, but the people on the right were hardcore about it, and they were the ones leading the charge. So I think that was part of like what kind of made me realize that. So. At a young age, I was, I had, you know, because I went to school in Manhattan, I had friends who were gay. And so I like went to like AIDS marches and stuff like that. That was like kind of like a time when, you know, before there were like right at the cusp of there like really being um, better medications for it. So there was more kind of like less stigma around it. Yeah. And, Anyway, um, I also protested, like, you know, I went to protests for at an extremely young age, like 12, 13, um, against, like, the Iraq War 
the 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 old one, not the the, the newer one. <laughs> the, um, and, yeah, that, that kind of days of the the first Gulf War. Yeah, um, yeah. Good old days. Actually, you know what? That would, in retrospect, that one was pretty great compared to the one that we got later because. Because that yeah, one was you just guys quick. said that we Canadians it, stayed yeah, out of that for the most that part. That one ended, so you know at yeah. least we can say that about it. Um, but I so so yeah, and then also I was um, I don't know into like environmentalism. I kind of did like uh, I, I was part of this sort of group in New York City that it was it was a little. I don't it was a little cringe now that I think about it I mean like like our hearts were in the right place but there were certain things like that now I like for instance we protested nuclear power and I don't really have that much of a problem with it um and uh like I don't know I don't think I need to get into all the details but that was like the beginning of my like you know politics and I would say then the the next thing because there's just so much shit i could mention that was significant is that when barack obama won um like initially i was thrilled because yay one, racism's over well it, it wasn't just that uh, it was a lot <laughs> of things um everyone was sick of george w bush at that point i remember that yeah you know you could not fathom like trump we're we're like in a different era now of the stupidity that we will accept from our politicians but when george bush became president it just felt like oh my fucking god someone this stupid is capable of being i mean not not to mention awful but it it, it was just a whole mixture of things and now it seems like in retrospect like with with trump like he was kind of just i mean he was bad he brought us into the iraq war and whatnot but in so many ways he was better and my point is this is that when obama like both the anticipation of this change he was talking about and also just having this horrible president that represented so much so many shitty things to us um and still does to me it was it it was just i mean like i remember i I have actually a video on another channel where i'm like "Ah," as a matter of fact i talk about it in another video that i did on bernie but excuse me but i um i remember and videotape the day the, the night that he won and there were just parties in the streets and it was just so fucking amazing all these like tons of young kids of of all cultures just singing we are the champions together and shit like that um sounds and- wholesome yeah and now i mean i will admit in kind of retrospect even though that that was like a really um like honest thing that occurred it feels a little like oh okay yeah um we we didn't really get what we thought we were getting i mean it was better than the alternative yeah um, yeah so i did recognize over the course of the obama years that 
you know, just a lot of the things that he uh, was purported to stand for, um, you know, I, I some of it, I think, I, I, I do think that people don't kind of uh, give enough credit to him in a way. I think that he was obstructed more than some lefties like to kind of um, admit or, or realize. But at the same time, there's a lot of shit he could have done that I think he didn't. Yeah, um, he insisted on working with Republicans. And I remember even back then thinking... Yeah. Dude, no, these people are not going to work with you. You, you, At this brief moment in time, you control the critical halls of power. Just get it done. But it said, nope, nope, we got to actually work with the opposition because we're principled like that. And I'm thinking they're going to destroy you. And sure enough, they yeah, did, unfortunately. It's really difficult to determine when you look at his presidency just because he, he, he was smooth. He, um, you know, in terms of his communication skills and how he could kind of, his, his optics, he was, he was just really smooth. And so I think it's difficult to determine how much of that is kind of lazy political maneuvering or kind of you know fecklessness and how much of it is um you know and when i say fecklessness i mean just kind of you know his his lack of really taking the bull by the horns and getting some things done getting more done than he could have the and you know yeah, I, addressing a lot of the things that he said he was going to do um what were you going to say uh, no, no I, was, I was just basically saying like, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that in terms of, I feel he definitely had more opportunities to um, act and to do more. Um, as I've talked about before, my real point of like adult radicalization came after the 2008 crash and um, okay. basically nothing positive changed and just seeing yeah. and learning and becoming more politically aware and everything and seeing how, Obama was in many ways just a continuation of bad neoliberal policies and politics. He sure. expanded the drone warfare, for instance. So yeah. there were things like that, which for me uh, were kind of, man, come on, you could be doing so much more. And that kind of pushed me more towards the, yeah, you know what? Can't really trust political leaders to do stuff. Got to kind of do some of this on our own, as it were. Um so, yeah, so like you, you sort of like, like many of us, I think a lot of us, no matter where we were on our political journey, saw the election of Obama as like this really good, positive thing, this great step forward for America. Um, yeah. Obviously, then like we saw the backlash and we're just like, wow, people really can't handle a black man in a position of power. Um, and then That's, as, as time went on, it. we saw, okay, yeah, now we're getting kind of disappointed. So I, I'm not going to try and take that away from everyone. Like, you know, we're all young and it was, you know, a, a historic moment, but, uh, I, I think that, yeah, that that's probably something that a lot of people can share of initially being excited and happy and celebrating Obama's win. And then by the end of it being like, man, you could have done more. And now we have like this racist painted howler monkey in the white house now. It's, it's, yeah. it's very sad. Yeah. Um, I sometimes question, you know, how much that uh, getting Trump had to do with, I mean, I do think that if like Obama just really did provide even 
half the change that he kind of purported to, you know, to or that he campaigned on. Yeah, that he campaigned on that we probably wouldn't have gotten Trump. Yet at the same time, I don't kind of I, I think it's kind of a complex issue. I don't know if we want to go into that, but um, I, I'm just saying that I, I I see both sides of it. I don't necessarily think it's like all on his shoulders, nor Hillary Clinton's, even though that I don't think she was a great uh, candidate by any means. But my point is, like, like what, what I'm leading up to in all this is, of course, you know, Bernie. Bernie um, sort of was a, a game changer in a whole set of ways. I was always aware of him as a congressman, or maybe not always, but I mean, not congressman, a senator. Uh, but I, I was, I was always. Well, when I say always, I mean, I, I guess maybe like from like the early 2000s i was aware of him just as an like he, he always came across incredibly sincere and and angry I, don't forget angry and yeah and well some people say that but i think he he like he 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 i mean he has a proper amount of anger for things that that one should get angry at but mm -hmm. Like, I, he seems like such a pleasant guy to me. Like, I mean, that's rather than Ronald Reagan, that's that's the grandpa that I would want. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, you heard it but, here first, folks. Bernie's a better grandpa than Ronald Reagan. I, I think that's a little uncontroversial, at least in lefty circles. <laughs> but um, my point is, is that like, yeah, uh, like I remember the first couple of months that he started his campaign or there was kind of buzz that he might and i was like i mean this guy's awesome but just not gonna happen and i know you know sadly it it didn't really happen in in the real way yeah. but i was astounded by how much ground how much how much uh like you know just he went a lot of people uh, no i i think most people realize it he just went from like super obscurity to like being one of the most popular politicians in america and it was just incredibly impressive and and um beautiful to watch because a lot of that was very um, grassroots and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say anything new about the guy here, but I guess like just he started making me think a little bit more about what is possible in our politics and whatnot. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd say that I just hadn't kind of looked into a lot of avenues politically and um you know didn't didn't realize okay well you know how do we go about getting some of these these changes that we want to see in the world and and that, so that that is kind of like what I, I maybe there's a little bit more but it's just such a big question to me and uh i, I hope i didn't over talk that one no, Does no, that no. um and uh like again thank you for again providing some of this extra context for your like left-wing journey. Cause I think it's important that people hear about us so that they know 
you know, hey, where are people coming from? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Or, oh, I know some people felt um, a different way. And uh, I, I actually remember um, the first time hearing about Bernie was like, I think the first time he went viral, as it were. And I think he was dressing down Alan Greenspan of like the U.S. Treasury or something like that. It's this really old viral video and he's just absolutely exposing the hypocrisy of what's happening in the wake of the 2008 recession and i just mm-hmm. remember seeing that online thinking yo like this this like crazy haired senator i like this guy what's his name bernie sanders all right cool i i hope he wins and then i started hearing more and more about him from north of the border and then eventually you see oh dude's running for president that's amazing so yeah, yeah, unfortunately that kind of makes you a bit of a hipster in terms of oh i knew bernie sanders before it was cool but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, again, a story that a lot of people can relate to and people are still very upset as far as I can tell about, um, how the DNC treated him in, uh, 2016 and 2020. It's kind of like, okay, uh, I mean, they, it, they, it's got no some doubt, work. <laughs> there's no doubt that they treated him terribly, but I still think, I mean, I, like it, it, it's a kind of a bit of both. Um, Maybe if they were, I, we, we do not know, but I am of the belief that as awesome as Bernie was, that um, we still need to kind of build a coalition of people who are everything from progressive to, you know, beyond that, um, you know, further to the left who want to see as much positive change as we can get implemented. And uh, I mean, he had a really electrified base and a large base, but I guess what I'm just saying is that, and maybe there's going to be some people in your audience that are like, that guy's wrong but i don't think that like he lost because of dnc fuckery or anything i think he just lost um not because he was a bad candidate by any means but a mixture of maybe a little bit of messaging that he could have done a little bit better even though that i think he was he was great um a little bit of just you know like we're the youth is is becoming more and more left-wing more more progressive i just i i think that down the road maybe especially like 10 years from now when the zoomers are around our age or not the zoomers whatever the 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 young young zoomers the ones who like don't know dick about politics right now for the most part um those those lovely people living in blissful ignorance yeah um i i i would like to think that around that time is when we you know someone will come along hopefully that kind of carries that torch but anyway and it's it's not a big deal to to like kind of i i guess we have other things to talk about than like you know did did the dnc <laughs> do him in or not that's sorry it's yeah, no like and, and no it's, this isn't like a conspiracy thing um yeah uh and and i think it is important that people hear 
the different sides of you know why burning was good or bad for different reasons and oh, I, I yeah I like as, he... as an outsider looking in it but... does feel like unfortunately um even though he's very popular with you know our generation and below there's still a lot of people who are fully subscribed to this like current status quo peak liberalism whatever you want to kind of call it and so they saw that like no see like it's more pragmatic and reasonable to go for hillary clinton or for joe biden right like there is a part of me that understands the current like capitalist heartland if you want to call it that that is going to see someone like bernie sanders as a little more uncomfortable rather than someone who maintains the status quo but also says that black lives matter if that makes any sense sure sure it's hard for me to get a finger on the pulse of those who like i mean who who are these people who are genuine fans of pete Buttigieg? there was just <laughs> I, I i don't know man there's a netflix doc or no, not netflix a, 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 an amazon yeah, like some kind of documentary entry yeah. on the guy that looks like fucking um styrofoam like like the equivalent of of cinematic styrofoam because because he's like uh, you know just like a cardboard box of a human being um there he really i mean it's great that we have a politician who is gay that that's that that's uh some sort of progress but it's just like that's that's the extent to which he is anywhere near interesting he's he's just like it's so weird because he's just like he looks like he came off a fucking assembly line of like a neo-liberal um candidate and but but then he's that that, that's capitalism for you man you got to mass produce this stuff and put it out there like yeah um so it's just it's just it's just interesting because it's like i mean i i don't know I'm, i'm glad to see that someone can be gay and be as successful as he was even though that i thought he sucked um but like that that's like all that's the only interesting cool thing about him i mean i i hate that we live in a society where i have to say like oh it's cool that he's gay but it's only cool because you know like you just never would have had that 10 15 years ago i don't think um so that's cool but but anyway my point is, is that I lately, because of the fact that like, um, you know, I'm not there now, but I've spent, I spent most of my life in either New York City or LA. And those are two areas that have just a lot of culture and a lot of people who are forward thinking and a lot of people who just are and, and more big diverse to... cities too right like yeah. there's so many different people ethnicities languages cultures religions exactly so you you have a higher concentration or just there there's also a lot of people there so you have a lot of people who are just um just i don't know they're they're down with bernie they're they're also <clears throat> more kind of I don't know, just uh, in touch with kind of, I mean, I guess the uh, kind of cheesy way of putting it is they're woke, but, um, you know, in a good way. 
and i know i know i just i don't know what else how else to put it no, you know? I, I i get it i understand it's 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 shorthand for yeah it, 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 it there's like some weird connotations with that buzzword um so i i get yeah i get yeah but um anyway so i just i don't fully understand even though that i i get that it's it's most of left-wing america at this point still um those who like you know where we're like just very cookie cutter boring and 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 ultimately candidates that probably won't get that much done um that at least in terms of things that we need to get done are are appealing to i don't understand those people (laughs) so um i mean i i still don't fully understand many aspects of America and its society. So like, again, thank you for providing some, some additional context to that. Um, I, I have American friends and family. Um, in fact, actually, uh, some of my family live in uh, the New York area. They're just across the Harbor there in New Jersey. And, um, I got some cool. family in Florida and in various parts of California. And then I got well, friends Florida, like all, I'm, all I'm, over the whole place. I, I happen to be in Florida these days. Um, that's like I don't know. I've been laying low and H- hiding from Ron DeSantis. Oh, what's that? Hiding from Ron DeSantis. Yeah, um, <laughs> as much as much as I can, and well, like all the politics. I mean, it's no secret. Florida is. I mean, there's a reason why Florida like, is Florida. Yeah, it's it's weird. You know, the thing is, is like. I think with the advent of the internet, people realized, whoa, Florida is this really weird fucking place where like people do bath salts and cannibalize. <laughs> I mean, that's a horrible thing to bring up, but it's just the first thing that like, I mean, the reason why I bring it up is because it's just like, okay, yeah, the, you, you see a story like that and it's like, okay, Florida, um, you know, it just, it, it's a meme now, but it, it it wasn't when I was a kid, like there was, you know, like when it, it was a little kind of before my time, but there was Miami Vice and it was, it was just kind of seen as kind of like this cool place and maybe like also a place that old people went to die. Um, yeah, that's, that's Florida in Canada's eyes. Yeah. It's like lots of the old people go down there, spend their winters there and then they come back up to Canada. We call them snowbirds here. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I know that term. Um, and yeah, it's just, um, it's just interesting. It used to be sort of like Kansas, or I don't know, certain there's like a, a few Midwestern, um, con- not countries, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> States that used to have the mantle of the weirdest right in america and now it's florida and i live here and i get it it's just like yeah you have a lot of that and then you just have weird you just have a lot of weird stuff and you get a lot of weird stuff in new york city but it's just it's a different flavor of weird here yeah um i've I've actually been to new york city before absolutely loved it um always had a good time it's the best best. yeah i i i agree like new york greatest city on earth um always had a good time there and like you said it's just got its own vibe to it so what what was that like then growing up 
in New York? Because I know we've seen like memes and movies of uh, you know kids and growing up in New York or you know on the on the tough streets of the Bronx or whatever it is. So, what was your experience like growing up in what's often seen as like one of the like world's greatest cities? Well, it was truly amazing. I had kind of the best of both worlds because um, I actually. I would commute into New York City from Long Island. Long Island, I don't know if you know it, but it's I'm like, I'm a geography nerd, so yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you got Brooklyn okay. and I think above that is Queens, and then the further east sure. you head, the more like white and waspy it gets until it becomes basically yeah. like borderline New England and there's like Manhasset and stuff like that and Yeah, yeah, I I had a, I, had a, I had a, a decent amount of friends from Manhasset. I mean, that was probably about 25 minutes away. But my town, um, it's so small that the the train station, it closed down. Like they stopped stopping there because there were so few people okay. who kind of like lived in this little, it's called Milnack. And, um, Careful, don't dox yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Well, I don't live there anymore. So <laughs> they, they can't find me. But um, it's this insanely beautiful town and it was also incredibly rich and when i say that i have to like qualify that my family we were probably the poorest family i mean we were by no means poor but, but we but were by the standards the- of the town yeah my grandparents mm-hmm. bought that land when it was just developing okay. and so uh it kind of became this really rich area around them and they were they did okay but we were like middle class in terms of how much we made and then there were just like all these millionaires in the area and it was a little it was a little weird for that but it also i don't know if you've ever seen the movie trading places with eddie murphy and it, do you remember in yeah the beginning? I, I love that movie yeah it's it's fantastic in the beginning there's this like crazy mansion that the two old men live in and it's been in a bunch of things it was in mr robot it was it's it's just been in a lot of entertainments because it's just the whole not, not just that that spot but there's a lot of places like there's this movie called the money pit with tom hanks um that, oh yeah like, i haven't i haven't seen that film but i've i've, I've heard of it yeah, a lot of it was shot in, as a matter of fact, he, in, in a not creepy way, according to my mom, he, he told my mom, my mom, he, they were shooting something at the, at the train station. And he said to my mom, you're a very beautiful woman. Um, so that's, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of neat. It's um, like, thank you. But also like, am I about to be in trouble? Like what? <laughs> you know, this, this is, I is like late 80s we're talking about here okay. so um you know it was a different time um but uh and you know it's tom hanks i i think like if anyone can get away with that it's um you know he, he's also kind of like a grandfatherly or fatherly type um but anyhow um i lived there and i would commute to this school called professional children's school which um was oh man that's that's like a i had so much culture in that school alone because it was a school that it a lot of people mix it up with the school in fame um it was a few blocks away from there and i had a lot of friends who went to that school but this school was a school where 
if you like I was an actor at the time and I was auditioning and and I did some work and stuff but um like the the, the point of the school was like if you were to either you know get a series or if you were say uh, we had a lot of students who were like from Juilliard and stuff it was kind of crazy because you know a lot of those kids I, I, you can stop me at any time because <laughs> I, I like I, I could just go on and on about this but there were a lot of kids who were Asian and when I say that I only mention that because they literally were like these prodigies from Asian country, various Asian countries that, you know, they, they were the kind of kids who, from the time they were like four years old, started playing the violin and would be made to play the violin like eight hours a day. Mm. And they would be like 13 years old and be like headlining at Carnegie Hall wow. and stuff like that. So you had kids like that. Yeah, you had, I, I get what you're saying. You had like, I mean, like, god i don't want to sound like i'm i'm not bragging here but it's just it's just weird and interesting um macaulay culkin went there um did you ever meet him or oh yeah 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 that's dude that's street cred it's like hey i met the dude from home alone dude, dude not only did i meet him but i threw eggs at people outside his apartment window um and Wait, so uh, so is this you on record saying you tried to egg macaulay culkin's house um no no i egged people from macaulay culkin's house although okay, i can okay. say the probably the worst thing i can say i ever did to a celebrity from i don't this is you know the the, the cosby show now comes with a lot of baggage but nearly every member of the Cosby show went to my school and there, did you ever watch the Cosby show? Like, or Not is that really? Like, it was kind of before my time. Time? Like I knew of it, but I wasn't yeah. watching it when I was a kid. Well, well the, the youngest, they're the youngest character on the show played by Keisha Knight Pulliam. Um, I don't know why I remember that name probably because it's just such a, uh, the whole show is a phenomenon at the time. Um, she had like sort of like this friend boyfriend um who they called bud um when they okay. said his name they they said it like that and there was this kid Dion sanders who played bud and he's also have you ever seen delirious the eddie murphy stand-up film yeah he young eddie murphy in that in the very beginning okay okay yeah, yeah. yeah. And this guy, he was a nice guy, but he was such a little shit to me. Mm. Like, like we're friends now, but he was like a couple years younger than me. And he would uh, like, like always just fuck with me and just be obnoxious. And there was one time where, you know, he, he was driving by in, he's driving by in a limousine. So it, like, like it was just so oh, New York yeah 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 and i mean again like he had he had a decent amount of money um and uh and uh so he rolled down his window and he started going fuck you <laughs> and i saw this dog shit on the ground oh, no. and i saw a napkin so i picked up the dog shit and he's going like, fuck you. And I started, oh my God, this is horrible. Why am I telling this story? Because uh, we got to start strong, man. We got we to yeah, yeah, get yeah. the viewers and, here. And, and as he was saying, fuck you, 
I just went up to his window and I started, I mean, I didn't get anything on my hands, but I just smeared this dog shit on his, on, on his limousine <laughs> window. And he was like, oh no, he's like trying to, to, to put up the window. I mean, I got a lot of stories like that, actually, just, just oh. weird ass, weird ass stories from that. So, so my point wow. is- wow. No, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I need to prove that for a second. <laughs> that 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 is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and and like that that connection with the Cosby Show. It's like, yeah, and we're and we're just casually friends now. It's like, hey man, remember when you wiped dog shit on my limousine window? Like <laughs> that is just such a New Yorker story. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of them. It's like this, you know, I I could potentially like, you know, just write a book or screenplay about all the crazy shit that happened there. Um, you know, both with like weird celebrities and, you know, there there were a lot of people like some, some, there's some people that like, it made sense like I don't know if you know who Jerry O'Connell is. He was in the movie um, uh, that, uh. That, that that Stephen King um, movie, Stand by Me, and, and he was in Jerry Maguire. So, no. I mean, he's he, you'd recognize him if you saw him because he's just like uh, just uh, he's like oh that guy. But Probably. like for instance, he, he was really he he was really um, talented and. I am not surprised that he achieved the level of fame that he did. But then Tara Reid went there as well. I don't know if you know who Tara Reid is. Hey, kind man, of I'm from the early 2000s. I remember Tara Reid. I was like, oh, dude, Tara Reid, so fucking hot, man. Oh, God. Like, yeah, I, 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 we were all teenagers, man. We were terrible. Yeah, yeah of course, of course, of course. And um, she, uh, like, I mean, what was I going to say? That um, she was just i mean i i hate uh, sounds sexist she she was just kind of ditzy um and uh like and and very jersey like uh like just had what's wrong with people from jersey i know great people from jersey what's this i I, or or very long islandish i was from long island i mean she was the kind of girl who wore acid wash jeans which was very like kind of cheesy at the time and her uh, hair you're was describing just, my teenage years in high school and, i remember seeing acid was, wash jeans everywhere her, her hair was huge you couldn't put your hand on it because it would just go crunch because she <laughs> used about like half a bottle of aquanet um wow. and and it's like she was perfectly nice there was not like i i other than the bad things i just said about her i wouldn't say anything else bad about her but um, <laughs> let, let me like, just dunk on tara reed real, real quick but then i'll just say no but she's nice <laughs> i will well i mean i don't know she kind of turned into a bit of a train wreck i just to be to be honest i don't uh, know i don't really follow celebrity news you probably know more than me uh yeah, so I, I don't know I mean, what happened I mean, like, like she, she started doing like Sharknado for a reason. I don't know. I don't know much about her personal life. I, I, you know what? I've, I probably dunked on her far more than I should have at this point. But my point is, is that just like that one was just a little like, whoa, she's, she's famous now. Like, I mean, I guess it's because she was attractive. And then also I think there's a lot of nepotism in the business. I think that she had a, uh, I believe she had a um, mother or a family member that was a casting agent or something okay. like that. 
Um, Wait, what's that but... about capitalism and like self-made people and not getting a hand up or a handout? It's all about uh, grit and determination and individualism or something you know, like that. There, there were, yeah, surprising, <laughs> right? There were some. There's certainly like like not like there were some people who, I don't know, who achieved um, success who were you know from that school who kind of when they started they 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 just got i mean a, a mixture of lucky and very talented um there was this one girl this is so fucking weird last thing i'll like so many weird stories but there was this girl mary and she was super nice very smart she came from this like extremely working class family in queens who um her father like i think she had like like seven brothers and sisters wow big like, family yeah 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 and i mean not each but like all together and she, her father was this janitor at a high-rise building and one day because they i guess couldn't afford daycare he just brought her with him and one of the places that he like um cleaned was this toy toy store or, or not toy store but but this like you know company that that developed toys and they like you know when 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 they came in they had this like board meeting she's explained she explained it to me she she was like you know like my my, my father was nervous thought he'd get in trouble but they had all these toy prototypes and they were like hey little girl what 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 do you think of this and and so she she like gave them all this advice on like three different toys they took all of her advice and all of the toys did really well and one of the toys became the biggest selling toy that they had ever had and she she was like you know i like this but you should do this to it and wow. it was weird it, it was like this 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 thing that like it was like this cloth thing that like you could put a giant balloon inside of and so it would make a giant balloon into a oh, just, it's weird it's weird it, like i huh. i i had never i would never know about it if if like she my point is is that they they hired her as a um like a consultant for for the company and this is like when she was like very young you know i'm like 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 yeah. she was like a like practically a toddler when when this first happened and then by the time that she was like in 7th 8th grade she like you know was was getting a decent salary and they were giving her um all this you know, again, just kind of like she she would say like, "Hey, do this stuff with toys," and by the time she was like fifteen or sixteen, she was literally making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at this company. Wow. And yeah, 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 and it wow. was just like just all these different kinds of weird and weird in a good way um just just unique people a lot of artists and whatnot so so the reason why i mention all that is that it's like um i wouldn't say that my new york experience was like like i i typical had much like you know kind of like 
violence or you know like like i wasn't subject to much crime or anything um and i just like at a very young age my mom like kind of let me do a lot of things so i would just go to see all my favorite bands at the time (laughs) you know and uh well then uh yeah like one of the things we can talk about that and like just all the different films you mentioned i'm getting kind of the vibe that you're a bit of a film buff yeah i'm a huge film buff i'm like I'm a super nerd and I can potentially bore people with my love of movies because I just, well, okay. I well, the, well then let's, let's, let's have a little bit of fun before we, uh, we, we start wrapping up, uh, yeah. some of this stuff then. And, uh, first, like just to quickly go back, cause you were saying, see some of your favorite bands. So who are some of your favorite bands? Um, at the time, I mean, it's, it's funny cause like they really had a short shelf life and when they came back, like, I'm not a fan of what they did when they reunited, but Jane's addiction was a huge, okay. uh, All right. the, the, the pixies, that. the pixies are, yeah. one of my, the, the pixies remain one of my all time favorite bands. And I saw them back in the day, like live, like probably six or seven times. um i i mean i i do like i wouldn't say that nirvana is one of my favorite bands but i did get to see nirvana in a small club when i was very young um i'm trying to think like you know i mean i've seen like i just i saw tons of uh bands that i loved Uh, pj harvey um okay yeah isn't uh, she she married to um Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age now, or did they? Oh, is she? I, is I she? think. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if they're still together she... or not, but like I, I recall at one point being like, "Oh, all right." I, I did not know that, and that's cool as fucking hell because I love Queens of the Stone Age, Same. and that's and that's a really interesting kind of like because like their sounds are very different, even though they're both amazing. Um, like I love Queens of the Stone Age. They, 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 they it's perhaps the best stoner rock band ever um for me it, that still remains caius which is the band that came before Queens i know caius i know caius yeah yeah a- absolutely caius caius was cool but i i agree um, queens of the stone age are amazing phenomenal We're, we don't have to disagree on that just the yeah. like what's the best stoner rock is like for me in my heart of hearts i gotta say caius but again like queens yeah. of stone age is right there and just like the clear successor in my opinion because of like sure, everything sure. that happened um so i'm trying to think of other bands that like you know exclusively i saw in high school i saw sonic youth a bunch of times hey all right dang um, look, look at you getting getting to see all these great great bands oh yeah yeah definitely i i actually um perks of being in new york i guess here's another weird story one of my best friends all is right. have, have you seen teenage mutant ninja turtles the original I'm a '90s kid. Of course, I saw it. Okay, so so the kid in that movie, Dan, uh, or Danny, he goes okay. by Danny, and then at the like one of the, I think the final line of the movie is, uh, it's really weird that it ends on this, but it's like um, he and his dad, who's like the the boss of, I forget the the reporter character uh april april o'neill yeah april of course um there's there's this kid who's like gets mixed up with the foot clan right 
and he wears a Sid Vicious t-shirt. And by the way, I bought him that one of the Sid Vicious shirts that he wears in the film for his birthday. And he wore that in the audition and the director told him that him wearing that shirt solidified everything and made him want to hire him. So I'm Oh my god. Of, <laughs> so I'm I'm somewhat responsible for okay. that for for that uh you know pop culture moment. Man, uh, we're getting so much pop culture like knowledge yeah. and background info here. This is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 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 um he's he's still one of my best friends, super hilarious, great guy. Um and he really hates it when people bring up uh teenage ninja turtles even though that he loves it like he loves the experience he just he he's like very shy Tired of hate, it now yeah he'd, he'd hate that i'm talking about it right now he's, he's just it's not even that he's like like he, he still like is very proud of all of that but i don't know he's just a very private person and uh, yeah so it, it, it's it, it's strange but anyway my point is this that there was this place called it was it wasn't the Bowery Ballroom I forget the name of the the venue but Sonic Youth was playing there and like we went to go get tickets but there was nobody at the booth this is like during the day of the show and and like the doors were just open so we just like walked in and and they were doing their sound check and we just we just sat there. We knew that we weren't where we sh like that we shouldn't be doing that, but we were like, let's just hang out. Yeah, like let's can. see if we can get away with this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, there was this band that played, and I forget their name, but they had a member who was actually one of the original members of Sonic Youth who like nobody knows who he is because he was like on like the first album and then he started his own band and they were still friends and so that band had all these t-shirts right and i see these guys who are working there and they had like the merch out on this on this table i hope this is interesting but um what happened was is that all these workers at the at the venue just started taking these shirts they started like just like stuffing them in their pockets okay. and 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 whatnot and it was a little weird but i thought like okay these these shirts are free oh, um boy. and and so i go over and at both both mike and i we think like okay free shirts let's yeah, let's take why a shirt. not so, so, so we take these shirts and we're just hanging out with these shirts. Like, you know, we're not supposed to be there. And, and like, we, we see, like, we look over and we see like they're, they, they see the, the merch th and, and they are worried about it. You know, um, the band is, and, and they start talking to Sonic Youth and, and like, we're like, oh shit, we probably shouldn't have taken. So, so basically we go over and we were like, hey, we have a shirt, like we, we want to give it back to you. And they were like, what, what, what's going on? Like, do you, what, what happened to the other shirts? Like there's so many gone. And we were, we were like, well, we thought it was okay to take them because just they took like 20 of them wow and, and and like they so so they got the shirts back but then 
Thurston Moore and and uh, Lee Ronaldo, who are the the, the two guitars from Sonic Youth, um, they were there with the band and they came up to us and they were like, hey, man, it's really cool that you were here because like, you know, like merch is kind of like one of the main ways that these bands get make money, money yeah. uh, make money. And like we, you know, if you weren't here, just we like like they we wouldn't know what happened, and so they didn't get, like we were also afraid that they were like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Like, get out!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, understandable given the yeah. circumstances. You're aware, like we probably shouldn't be here, but we are. So like, fuck it, carpe yeah, diem. Yeah. And and then um, you know, so 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 they were happy that we were there, and they kept on kind of checking in with us, like. Hey, how's it going, guys? And so we just stayed there. We never paid money for our tickets. And then later that night, um, that was actually the first time. And, and I was very into this. God, I really hope I'm not boring the shit out of your viewers. But that was the first, like, people were stage diving at that concert. And that was the first time that I ever stage dived. And like, I'd never actually seen it before. This is like, again, before like the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. And also uh, I forget there was a Pearl Jam video. Like, like there were the, a lot of people don't realize those two music videos ruined stage diving and moshing forever because there was this whole moshing and state, like it was just this thing that people, they knew how to do it. Like it, people, pits, turned into these like death traps where if you went into them like you'd get your skull smashed in and that's not the way they used to be like 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 people would go crazy but they would kind of like you you would be you would try and be aware of the people around you and if somebody got hurt everyone would come in and, and yeah, rush like pull and you up and make sure like yeah. whoa was, oh someone dropped their glasses clear space like, yeah yeah and it used to be with stage diving if somebody like dived into the crowd it was like your duty to help to yeah. keep this person up and then you know, I, I I love them, but those 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 bands like made videos where like it it kind of glamorized moshing and and uh, and stage diving, and suddenly you had every idiot that didn't give a shit and didn't know anything about kind of like I don't know the unspoken culture code of this the the the, the whole scene like who just were like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, you know, and, and, and people stopped caring. People, like people would started like jumping from the stage and just no one, like you know, they'd, they'd uh, get a concussion or something because people mm. wouldn't want to catch them. So yeah. It, and that, that, that's a liability. So, okay, now we got to shut it yeah, down. But, but, but I, I was in there before it all, uh, God, I, I, I don't know how I got on this tangent, but I was doing that shit before, the, you know, in the glory days, if you we, will. We, we get it, Vadim. You're the original stage diving hipster. It's all good. I, I <laughs> as a matter of fact, I have a video that is on more, for the most part, this guy, Armored Skeptic, who 
uh i, I kind think of I've had that name before for some reason yeah if you know shuan head that was her ex-boyfriend but um yeah i have a video called how armored skeptic flushed skepticism down the toilet and um you know no i was i was not fond of the guy uh, and i won't go into all the details of that video but in the video i have this section which is really just kind of again one of these like crazy stories and now i guess maybe i have to tell the story but um a, a story of what happened at this white zombie show that i went to when i was a teen and i ended up kicking sebastian bach of skid row in the head because he was pulling down people who were crowd surfing and kicking them and he beat the shit out of a kid who could not have been older than like 14 or 15 max wow. so that i just like so zeroed. messed up it, it was incredibly messed up and he was such he was such a fucking asshole like i don't know if you knew this bit of like pop culture about him but like he like wore a shirt that said you know you know raid the the roach killer instead of in in the same font it said aids and then mm. it and so the 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 tagline of 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 raid was kills roaches dead and it said aids kills f's f slurs dead and <sighs> you know so 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 he was like this horrible guy he gets on stage and he's like next time you guys see this band they're gonna be opening up for my band at Madison Square fucking Garden. And he did a kiss cover with them. And and then he went out into the crowd and was just beating shitheads up. So I I literally zoomed in on him and drop kicked him. I'm not a violent guy, but he was beating the shit out of people. He was a big guy. And I, I, it's the most violent thing I've ever done in my life, but he needed that you're to be, willing to admit. Yeah. That I'm willing to admit on camera. <laughs> and so I, 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 I had to stop it and I, I drop kicked him. He literally didn't know what hit him. Um, and I just like, as soon as I hit the ground, I just, I just ran off and he was clutching his head um i don't are, are you afraid I, if he I, sees this you might get in trouble well i talked about it in a video that has like two hundred and fifty thousand. okay views. all right so we're, we're probably fine so... all right okay, gotcha. <laughs> so you, you we're, we're, we're all good you you can you can print this one. Oh, okay all right <laughs> um again we, we didn't really touch enough on like some film buff stuff uh so really oh, quickly like right like like Do what's you... what yeah. in your opinion is a fantastic and underrated film that people absolutely need to see. Okay. Um, if you're talking underrated, uh, I was just thinking about this movie yesterday. I mean, like I potentially could name so many, but one of my favorite films of all time and truly a, a film that time has forgotten is the sequel to Babe babe pig in the city yeah it, i've it, seen this film yes okay it's so I, I, good I, I think my mom still has it on vhs somewhere the like, first the first babe is excellent 
it's very heartwarming it's like the type of kids film that adults can enjoy and it doesn't condescend to kids um but the second movie they just did something that you almost never see they 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 basically they took the world of babe and i don't know how well you remember it but they make it far darker and very surreal it's still heartwarming it's still charming and whatnot but basically it actually has a very like kind of anti-capitalist message because what happens hmm. is is I'll that rewatch um, it again i haven't seen I that mean, I since would, i was a kid like I, I would say that it does because it it like you know it starts out with um there's there's a lot of anti-capitalist themes in that or or at least you know kind of criticizing capitalism um in that film it starts out with the farm that that babe lives on is like being repossessed by a bank and again the movie right is yeah i remember more... like the farm's in trouble and that's why they have to go to the city right yeah exactly and um and there's 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 i like i won't go into everything about it but there is um like you may like again like i'm kind of movie nerd so i bring this up because this is also a, a pretty great obscure movie i don't know if it's underrated but it, it's called delicatessen and it's by they, they they also did a film called it's it's two french filmmakers it's a french film they also did a film called city of the lost children i've heard they, of that one yeah yeah that yeah and the reason why i mention it is because i'm fairly certain that babe two pig in the city kind of picked up on their cinematic vibe and it's sort of like like delicatessen is like a hilarious also oddly heartwarming film but mm. it's really dark and surreal and so you have this meeting of like this this kids movie with just these very adult themes and almost it's not like david lynch but it's it, it's got a darkness to it and so kind of trying to prepare kids for what they may face later in life kind of thing in yeah, terms of yeah, more yeah. adult and themes also, if you want to call it that Oh my God! There's there, there's there's like, uh, you know, there's this scene. I, I mean, I, mean, I don't want to give no away spoilers. Ah. I'm not gonna give away big spoilers, but there is a tragic event that occurs within the movie, and it's something that you'll rarely see in a kids' film, and wow. they just deal with it so um, so well. Like it's 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 just a great movie. So so that's a recommendation like you'll you'll be surprised it's it it like it as long as you know you just kind of yeah it's it's fun it's a fun funny fucking movie right. i don't think that the, like i really think anyone who gives it a shot like some some people might just have like a knee jerk like what like a talking pig movie can you, are you serious it's, it's a is, babe is a classic come on yeah and babe too I, apparently even very much underrated i yes i i put it in that in that category so that's like if i just have to name one film then i'll, I'll go with that but i i could name others you know all right well no hey thank you so much for uh for those um recommendations one of which thankfully i actually knew and i remember <laughs> seeing it back in the day 
Um, but I'm, I'm loving that. Like I'll have to actually go back and check out babe too. And I think leaving on that end of, um, it's a remarkably anti-capitalist film. I think that's a really great note to, uh, leave on given all the talk of like capitalism and what we've, what we've talked about, uh, over the course of like, geez, an an hour and a half now. Um, so thank you very much for being here. This was amazing getting some like dirt and background info on like various shows and, actor like this this was yeah this this was very much fun thank you so much for being here oh you're welcome you're welcome i i had fun i like um yeah it was it, it, it was a good time so then and thanks to all who decided to to stick with us and listen to the whole thing have a good one guys yeah i'm hey i'm i'm sure i'm gonna get people to say like hey like watch this for hilarious obscure dirt on people thank you so much for doing this this was great i had a lot of fun um thank you for taking time out of your schedule for being here on a sunday and uh being one of the guests on this lovely new endeavor i'd I'd say that's a a good way to wrap up another episode of progressive profiles sound yeah thank everyone have a I hope the rest of your day is nothing short of a nonstop pleasure and a sheer sensation. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you again to Hey It's Vadim for coming on today. It was a lot of fun. I think we all learned a lot of things. We got like so much tea and dirt everywhere. It's amazing. And don't forget, you can find a link to his channel and all his socials in the description down below. And if you also like what I do, yeah, hi, I am the Bothered Boy. I make videos about things that bother me every day. Um, I also do this to kind of lighten the mood a bit. So if that's your jam, please consider liking and subscribing. And uh, also, if you want to continue supporting the show and what we try and do here, We also have a Patreon if that's your jam. Patrons get exclusive content. They also get early access to these and other like long form content videos. Uh, So if that's up your alley, feel free to come stop by. But once again, a huge and very sincere thank you to everyone who tuned in, to everyone who continues to support me and what happens here, to uh, those supporting the content and those supporting me on Patreon. I really just can't thank you enough for your support. It means the world to me. And the fact that once again, I'm still stumbling over trying to find the right words to thank people because I'm new and terrible at this. Oh yeah, that's definitely what's bothering me today. <laughs>